so, so very proud of all these young people and what God is doing in their lives. Amen. I am going to kind of run with what she started um, tonight because we, we've got to talk about some things. And, and whether you believe it or not, I don't get the luxury of preaching what I want to. I have to preach what the Lord gives me. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to title what I, I'm talking to you tonight about the battle of the boundaries. Battle of the boundaries. And, and she was talking about sin, and we're going to talk about that here in a moment. And she was talking about a lot of things that, that are very true. And many of us, we hear prophetic utterances. We hear repent, and we think, well, we've heard that Jesus is coming back for 2,000 years What's the big hurry? He hasn't come thus far, um, so why would he come now? And the Bible tells us when we least expect it is when he will appear. So we are to be ready in season and out of season. We are to be have our hair dried, as she said, ready to go and, and ready to be presentable unto God, which is pureness, righteousness, holiness. Um, but, but what I have, have for you tonight, if you will turn to Hosea chapter 5, I'm just going to read you one verse what we have in our church culture today is a battle of the boundaries. We, um, we have this, uh, this, this argument, it seems, in the church, and some are too strict, some are too liberal, some are too balanced and lukewarm, and people go back and forth, back and forth, uh, saying that, that it's one thing or the other. But I, I want to read one verse to you tonight. And, and it's verse 10 of Hosea chapter 5. It says, The princes of Judah were like them that removed the bound. Therefore, I will pour out my wrath upon them like water. Let me read this to you real quickly in the New American Standard. Okay? This is what it says. The princes of Judah have become like those that move a boundary. And on them I will pour out my wrath like water. I will pour out my wrath like water. But I want you to focus in the princes of Judah. My people have become like those who move a boundary. Who move a boundary. If you want to get into the context of this scripture... It can simply be summed up as, if you study the history at this time that Hosea is talking about, the children of Judah began to invade their own people, the tribe of Benjamin, trying to take land that was not theirs to take. Because God, when they went into the promised land, God had said, this tribe has this portion of land. This tribe has this portion of land. Why? So there was unity. There was, there was function. Everybody had what they needed. But now we're in a culture, in a church culture, where it seems that we have church leadership has tried to change the model and tried to break the mold, if you will, of church. And listen, I'm not talking about getting into a rut and getting into religion. That's not what I'm talking about. But we've tried to reach this young generation so much that we've desired to be relevant and not to be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. And what has happened is, is we're venturing into areas that we were never meant to venture in. 
The church is accepting things that was never meant for it to accept. Uh, there was things that, the, that they're saying, well, we can get into this and we can take some of that. We can have some of this in our church uh, because we're, 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 but we're still the people of God. We're still Christians, but we'll have a little bit of this and have a little bit of that. So I'm, I'm going to just illustrate this to you. And I don't know why God gave this to me, but this is just how, how it works. So I, I, I'm going to need you girls tonight. I'm going to need Marie. I'm going to need Alicia. I'm going to need Carly. I'm going to need Maddie. I want you to grab these signs over here. Isaac, where you at? I need you, my friend. I need you. Okay? TJ, I need you. Garrett, I need you. Isaac, can you get the basketball in my office? The Lord showed me something that, that I never noticed before because... What happens in the church is, especially growing up in the church, I heard about all the things I wasn't supposed to do, right? But what has happened in the Pentecostal church is we have not discipled anybody and we don't tell anybody why we're not supposed to do those things, why we're not supposed to be separated. You girls have signs up here. I want you all up here, all up here, all up here. Okay, so, so what, 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 what is going on is the church in America is a church with no boundaries, the reason why the church in America doesn't have any power is because we have no boundaries. And since we have no boundaries, there, there's no end or there's no beginning. There's no focus. There's no set boundary that we're supposed to stay within. So we're a very distracted people and we're very, uh, we're very good at not doing what God has called us to do. Okay? I want you to stand, you two stand over here and I want you to face me. I want you to, Alicia, stand right here and face me. I want you to stand right here. I want you to face me. I want you girls over here. Maria, I want you to stand here. I want you to kind of face me, kind of just catty corner a little bit so they can see what you got. And, and, and I want you to stand there. So, so Isaac, I want you to be on my team tonight. Congratulations. And uh, I want Garrett and TJ to come in here. They're defenders. They're the uh, opposing team, if you will. And, and I, 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 we're obviously playing basketball. You may not see the little miniature hoop that this ball cannot possibly fit in. Um, but that's all right, okay? So in the game of basketball, okay, and, and you may say, well, you're talking about this because it's your favorite sport, not my favorite sport. Okay, not even close. Not my sport at all. If you want me to be a coach of a basketball team, we will have the highest foul rate in the nation. No questions asked. No, no pain, no gain, right? Okay, so here we go. Game of basketball, and you, you might be able to see these blue lines here that we have expertly taped, and I'm sure they're absolutely straight and level, um, which is not true, is, is we have this little makeshift basketball court, okay? This is, this is a basketball court, and in basketball, we have boundaries, right, Brother Chris? Why do we have boundaries in a basketball game? Why? Why do we have boundaries? Why? Because if we don't have boundaries, uh, the game could be played up in the stands. If we don't have boundaries, uh, people don't have to focus on the hoop or on the goal or on the agenda. They can be wherever they want in the arena and still be playing the game of basketball. So we, we, we tell our young people all the time uh, that we have standards and we have values and, and there are things that we just don't do uh, because the Bible tells us that we are called out, that we are to be separate, we are, be, we are to be holy unto God. Uh, the Bible tells us in Peter that we 
to be holy as He is holy. We hear all these things all the time, but I want you to realize something, young people, is these boundaries are not here to say, no, 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 you don't do that. The boundaries are here to keep you focused because there is a goal to reach. There is an initiative. There is something more for your life than what's going on outside the church. Why? Because the enemy is a spectator. He's watching you. He's on the court with you. He's opposing you, but he's in the stands trying to distract you. I don't know if you've ever played basketball competitively, but in a basketball arena, you can hear what everybody else is saying. You can hear that crazy mama saying, kill him, kill him, kill him. You can hear that angry dad saying, drive, drive, drive. You can hear that other dad that thinks his son's a superstar and he's not really that good saying, shoot the ball, shoot the ball, shoot the ball. And then you have the dad that that is trying to raise his son right saying, you need to pass it. Assist or points too. Just pass the ball. Okay, so we have all these things and all these things around us distracting us. And in this generation, and I used to say, and I normally would say this is just for the young people, but this is for the adults as well. What happens is, is we're playing this game and, and, and the enemy is opposing us. So Garrett will come up to get me. And, and, and in a game of basketball, Garrett knows this, TJ knows this, you're always aware of the boundaries, right? Why are you always aware of the boundaries? Because if you get out of bounds, it's a turnover. It's a turnover. What you've done is you've given the enemy and the adversary control of the game. You have lost possession of the prize. You have lost possession of your only resource in which you can score. So they're always leery of the out-of-bounds lines. And what happens is, is, is if I get too tight in this corner, they will come, and this is called a trap. And I, I have to worry about not stepping out. And here the enemy is uh, saying, hey, how about you look at this? How about you look at this? How about you look at that? How about you look at this? And what's going on is uh, why we're trying to run this race. Uh, we're trying to be uh, the player, the soldier uh, that God has called us to be. Uh, and, and we're trying to worry uh, about not stepping out of bounds. Uh, and, but we really don't know why. Uh, and we really don't know why we're even on the floor. Uh, and the whole time... Uh, the enemy's saying, hey, how about you gossip about them? How about you post an opinion about them? And over here, listen, I'm going to talk to mamas and daddies too, social media. I'll give you one point of advice. I've said it a hundred times. Get off Facebook and put your face in the book. I'm sick and tired of all the junk that is out there. Why? Because what it does is it makes you, and you before you even realize it, it makes you go out of bounds. You lose possession of the prize. You lose focus of what God is calling you to do. And before you know it, you're not even in the game anymore. You're not even in the faith anymore. But you become a spectator saying, I wish the worship team would worship for me. I wish the preacher would preach for me. I wish the preacher would get a hold of God for me. And listen, I want you to know this. Me and pastor may be on the team, but I can't play for you. I can't put on your number. I can't put on your call. I can't go out and get... I want you to understand there's boundaries for a reason. There's boundaries for a reason. So what happens is, is we get distracted by what's going on all around us. And, and I know guys that I went to high school with, they played basketball their freshman year, played basketball their sophomore year. 
and then they quit. Now, I'm not saying that if you've done that, that's wrong. That's not what I'm getting at. But, but what happens is, is when you talk to them, is they would say, just didn't love the game anymore. I'd rather be a spectator. Just didn't like the battle, didn't like the practice, didn't like to run. Didn't like the adversary. Didn't like all the work. Didn't like all the prayer. Didn't like having to read my Bible. Didn't like having to get God all that I had. I, I just, I'd rather be a spectator and hope that someone can uh, just do it for me. Someone can win the game for me. Someone can pick up my call and run with it. Uh, guess what? God didn't call someone else. He called you. And, and, and what, we, what I noticed is those young men would say, I don't want to play anymore because I've just lost my love for the game. How many of us in the battles of life have given up because we were just sick of the battle? We're sick of the battle. We're sick of the boundaries. And people say, I can't live this. I can't live this. Uh, listen, God sent his son. Why? Not because you were perfect, uh, but that his grace, uh, when you did sin, uh, and when you walked in that thing, that you could come to your senses and say, God, uh, I should not be doing that. Repent and come back in the boundaries. Uh, but now as a church, we don't have boundaries anymore because we're just out here. Uh, we're listening to what the world listens to. Uh, we're wearing what the world wears. Uh, we're doing what the world does. Uh, hey, we talk about fear and Anxiety. Guess what? It's more prevalent in the house of God than it is outside. Divorce rates in the church are almost higher than out in the world. Why? Because there's no boundary. There's no difference. And we're not playing on God's team. What we've done is we've joined forces with the enemy and we said, you can control the game. Because we won't walk in it. We step out of it. We give up control of the game. And it means just waiting. Distractions. Bad relationships. I'm not talking about just a significant other. I'm talking about friendships. My mama used to tell me a little piece of advice. And it's true. You are who you hang out with. And who you're hanging out with, even if they're in this church tonight and they're showing you garbage and they're making you listen to garbage, uh, they don't want to glorify God in their car. They want to glorify God at their house. Uh, guess what? Uh, you don't need that distraction in your life. Why? Because they will pull you out of bounds. No boundaries. You see, there's a battle, constant battle of the boundaries. They don't want to go out of bounds because uh, this is a soul, and they want to take it to the opposite end. Uh, they want to take. We want to take souls to heaven, right? Uh, we want to har harvest. Uh, we want to see people called into the ministry. We want to see people baptized with the Holy Ghost. Uh, we want to see all those things, right? Well, the enemy would love nothing more than to take them from the opposite place, which is heaven, uh, to a place called hell, and throw every soul in hell, destroy every call, uh, destroy every life. Uh, why? Because we, why, why we see that is because we have given up possession of the ball uh, because we don't even want to be on the court. I hope, I hope you're learning something tonight. You see, a boundary is simply defined as a, defined, uh, 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 a dividing line. A dividing line. When there's those boundaries on that basketball court, it's there. Why? Because there are spectators. And then there are players. There's the world. And then there's the people of God. But this is what God said in our main text tonight. In Hosea 5.10. My princes. The princes of Judah. The people of authority. That's what a prince is, right? That word in the Hebrew means captain, governor, chief. My people have got to have the anointing of God on my life. They are removing the boundaries. 
What that word removes means they are departing away from the boundaries. I'm going to read to you something real quick. Landon, can you pull up 1 Corinthians chapter 10? Because I, like Lexi said, I want you to understand that what we're doing is literally the definition of insanity. Because we come in every week, we haven't prayed up, we haven't, none of us, if God calls us to fast, we don't fast. And listen, I, I struggle with that. I get you. Okay? But we come into Sunday and we want the worship team to worship for us. We want the preacher to preach us happy. And then we wonder why we don't have revival. And we don't have an revival because too many of us are being spectators outside the boundaries instead of getting involved in worship, instead of getting involved in the preaching, instead of getting involved in the altars. But what happens is, is 1 Corinthians chapter 10 tells us this, that when you're on the court and you have all these distractions, when, when Isaac dribbled for me a little bit, and Pastor, I'm so sorry I'm dribbling, but I, I think you understand. He's dribbling, he's got a goal, he, the enemy's fighting him. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 says this in verse 23, and this is Paul talking. All things are lawful for me, all things, but all things are not expedient. All things are not lawful for me. Or all things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. What he's saying is, I'm, I'm allowed to be on social media. I'll just put it to you this way. I'm allowed to be on social media, but is it profitable for my soul to be on social media. I'm, listen, I know people that can use social media to do great mighty things, encourage people, and, and post things. That's great. But we're living in a generation where you can post verses all day, but when you look someone in the eye, you can't tell them about Jesus. I got a problem with that, okay? But, but, and what happens is, is we're spending hours a day on social media. It's lawful, but is it profitable? Is it expedient? Relationship. We'll spend all of our time focusing on that boy or on that girl that has no business being in your life and you pour into it and you pour into it and you pour into it and you wonder why you're not getting anything out because it's lawful for you, but it's not profiting for you. It's not profiting your soul. Listen, I, I tell our young people all the time, when you go on a first date, this is what you should do. You look at them just at a random time. If you're sitting there eating dinner and say, do you care if we just pray right now? People's like, what? Yeah. Because if they're not comfortable enough to pray over your life, uh, they'll never pray over your life. Uh, they'll never be there for you. They're not reading their word. They're not ready and equipped. Uh, listen, I, I did the same thing. She, I remember I called her one time. I was going through some stuff uh, in, in my life. And I called her. I said, I need you to pray over me. She said, okay, I'll pray for you right now. In the name of Jesus, start praying. And I was like, God, that is a woman right there. Oh, my Lord, that is a woman. And, and I... I want you to understand. You say, oh, that, that sounds awful. That sounds sad. Listen, if they're not bold enough to stand for Jesus uh, without you, uh, they're not going to be bold enough to serve Jesus with you. Yeah. Amen. I'll get off this stage in a little bit, but not yet. So we, we come over here. We got these bad relationships that pull us out of bounds. It's lawful, but it's not profitable. Pornography, guess what? You can get on your smartphone right now and you can look up porn and it'd be totally legal. Won't get prosecuted for it, right? It's lawful. But I'll tell you right now, it's not profitable. And it's consuming a generation. Why? Because the church don't want to talk about boundaries. Okay? We want our kids to be spectators, but not in the game. 
We want them to go to college and, and be this and be that, but we don't want them to serve God and be on the mission field and deliver people in the name of Jesus and baptize people and see people filled with the Holy Ghost and change. And we don't want to see all that because we don't want them in the game. It's risky. We'd rather them be out and be a spectator. Okay? It's lawful, but it's not profitable. Listen, opinions and division. The reason it was not it was highly frowned upon. The Bible tells, tell, tells us in Proverbs uh, chapter uh, 22 here and, and 28 says, Remove not the ancient landmarks which thy fathers have set. If you read in Deuteronomy, they tell you, you were cursed if you move the landmarks because God had set the, the nation of Israel up with the, all these tribes. Why? For unity. To, to be cohesive together. And what happens is, is we hear other people's opinions so then we feel like we've been attacked and we take everything personal and then we have to attack back. And therefore, we're dividing the people of God. And that's why God had a problem with the princes of Judah. He said, because you're invading the land that was not meant for you. You're, you're going into a territory that, that is going to disrupt unity. Because in the basketball court, if I'm in a trap, get over there, bro. You know what we're doing. What's my only way out of this? I got no timeouts. What's my only way out of a trap, Isaac? I got to pass the ball. But to pass the ball, I got to have a team. And if I got to have a team and I need to pass the ball, then I got to have unity. Right? So I need to pass the ball when I'm in a trap. That's why the Bible tells us that they were in one mind and one accord and the Spirit of God broke out. Why? Because it didn't matter what someone else was going through, what was going on with an individual's life. They had a team. They had a church. They had a community around them that said, listen, here's the boundaries. We're not going to hurt anybody. We're not going to attack anybody. We're just going to love on one another. We're going to correct when we need to correct. But, but hey, we're, we're just going to be here for one another. Why? Because you might need to pass. You might need some help getting you out of the trap that the enemy's put you in. Because there's struggles constantly. Battle. Battle over the boundaries. Battle over the boundaries. They'll come to the music tonight. I want to ask you something here. Young people, I'm going to give you some ancient wisdom. Because I've heard this all my life. I get asked all the time, well, is it acceptable to do this? Is it acceptable to do this? Where do we draw the line? Right? And I know the Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. People just like to quote the first part. Fear and trembling means reverence and respect of God's word and of who he is. Okay? People say, what are the boundaries? What is acceptable? And now in the American church, everything is. Everything is. And then we wonder why we lay hands on the sick. Nothing happens. Because when you're a church that has no boundaries and you're an individual that has no boundaries in your life, where there's no boundaries, there's no power. Because we have borders in this nation. Why? So we can declare our sovereignty. We're separate. 
Listen, I'm not trying to make it a political issue. That's not, but we have borders because there are sovereign nations. And I want you to know you have boundaries because you have been sovereignly ordained by the power of God, by the Holy Spirit. And people ask me, what's acceptable, what's not? And, and listen, I'm not here to tell you my personal convictions. That's, it's, that's religion, okay? When I try to force something on you. But I'll tell you some just infinite wisdom. My grandparents, my parents told me this. If you have to think about it, don't do it. Young lady, if you have to think about it before you put it on, don't put it on. Young man, if you got to think about getting on that website, don't get on that website. Why? Because there's boundaries. You see, the boundaries, people say, well, the church is nothing but rules, rules, rules. No, the boundaries are there to keep you focused, to keep you separated, to keep your life out of bondage, to keep you living in deliverance, not just experiencing it once. Okay? Keep you living in victory, not just having victory in a battle. But I'm talking about victory in the war. People focus on all these rules, all these rules. Young people, the Bible tells in Ezekiel 33 about a watchman. What is a watchman without a wall? I heard a pastor say this, just blew my mind. What is, what is a watchman without a standard? Keeping the enemy out. But what is a wall without a watchman? What is good is it to have a standard if we have no one declaring there's boundaries? The enemy's coming. There's boundaries. Guard your heart. Guard your ears. Guard your eyes, as Sister Lexi talked about. But people say, we have all these rules. The enemy tries to tell you, young people, you can't just, your moms and dads advise you. Now, you can't say that to them. Well, mom, I feel like saying it. Guess what? There's boundaries because we don't want division. Young person, adult, this is taking too much time. Guess what? You're not in the game. You're in the stands. That's taking too much time. Listen, I know we live in a culture that you feel like you have to, when you're dating, you have to spend every living second together and you have to breathe the same air. Okay? Listen, I understand you want to be together. That's not, that's not what one dispute. But there was times I remember me and Sarah were dating. Granted, we were two and a half hours apart, but we'd be talking to something, you know, like, hey, I'm going to church, I'm gonna pray. That's not toot my own horn. It's I realized that I could never give her a godly relationship if I don't have a relationship with God. I can never show her love until I know God has revealed what His love is to me. How can I be a father unless I spend time with my heavenly father? And you can find yourself spectating and not playing. You can find yourself trapped and bound by sin. I just use pornography as as an example for sin. These things are lawful not profitable because they're moving the boundaries oh I can watch that and get up and worship I can spend 12 hours a day on social media and give God 5 minutes and expect revival, it's not how it works because it's outside the boundaries and I'm I'm, going to end this, if you stand with me tonight you see me and Isaac are on a team here 
And Garrett and TJ think that they're going to stop us. Okay? And they probably could. If we was actually playing basketball, I mean, Isaac would probably do a little something-something and score some points, but I'm of no value on a basketball court. I'm a body. Okay, I take up space. But you see, we may have these boundaries that we have to work in, but God never said that we couldn't run up the score. We think so often about the boundaries, the boundaries, the boundaries. And God's saying the reason you have boundaries is because there's a goal. Run up the points. Save the, lead, lead people into salvation. See people walk into the ministry that God has for them. See people filled with the Holy Ghost. There's goals. There's goals for these souls. That's what this is. It's a soul. And so often we spend all of our time, the boundaries, the boundaries, the boundaries, the boundaries. What, what's acceptable? What's not? And God's saying, I have the boundaries there. Let my spirit speak to you. Let my spirit correct you. Let my spirit lead and guide you and just score the points. Stay in bounds. Keep the ball and run up the score. So young people, parents tonight, are you in the game? Are you in the game? That, that's, you, you used to turn on Madden and it would say EA Sports. It's in the game. Are you in the game? Or are you spectating? Do you have boundaries and standards in your life or does everything go? Watch whatever you want. Guess what? You'll never see revival. Wear whatever you want. I'm just telling you, you have to, if you want ministry, young people, many of you said, oh, I want ministry. Yeah. Ministry means that there's a higher calling. And the more closer you get to God, He's like the sun, the more things get burned off of you. I'm not telling you that you have to do all these things in your dress. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying if you have to think about it, don't put it on. If you have to think about watching that movie, don't watch it. If you know that song's garbage, but you like the beat, I'm so sick of that. Oh, it has a great beat. Guess what? It's lawful, but it's not profitable. Okay? And you know, I've never went and watched a basketball game and wore a uniform. Do you go watch Connorsville basketball, Chris, and wear a Connorsville basketball uniform? No. Because there's dividing lines. And what, who's on the court is not, wearing who spec, is not wearing what the spectators are wearing. They're not playing. They're, they're playing a game. They're focused. They're, they're not spectators. They're not watching. There's a dividing line. There's a boundary. And when you're on the floor, when you're in the battle... There's a standard. And there's boundaries. Not to destroy you, not to say shame, shame, shame. It's not what God does. It's not what God does. It's a shame, shame, shame on you. And I know what that verse I read to you says, He will pour out His wrath. It's because they went so long and would never correct their ways.
that's when God says, I have to intervene. I have to do something. But if you're here tonight and you say, I've made mistakes. I've been, I've been a spectator. I haven't been involved in worship. I haven't been involved in the preaching. I haven't been involved in those things. Listen, God's saying, I'm still a God of grace and mercy. You repent and get right with me. And I'll get right with you. Pursue me and I'll pursue you. Draw nigh unto me. I'll draw nigh unto you. There's souls. There's a goal. And there's an adversary we don't want to have the ball because he's been controlling the game long enough. That's why we are where we are. So church, if you're here tonight and you'll say, you guys, you, you guys are dismissed. Thank you so much. Give them a hand tonight. If you're here tonight, you say, listen, I don't, I don't really feel like I've been involved in the will of God because the will of God is a path for your life. And if there's a path for your life, guess what? There's boundaries. God told Joshua, don't go to the left, don't go to the right. You stick with me. Why? Because there's boundaries. He even says in that verse, don't forsake what Moses has taught you. There's boundaries. Those boundaries are not there. So you have to think, oh, there's all these rules. Those boundaries are there so that you can remain focused and separated. Separated from the world, focused on God. So if you're here tonight and said, I just, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you, Pastor. I ain't been in the game. I haven't been in the game. Or you're here tonight and you say, you know, I've been in the game, but I, I, I feel like I'm in a trap situation. I, I, I'm aware that there are things that I can't do, but I got distractions here. I got the enemy here. Listen, we'll pray with you. Let's pass. I'm not saying you don't confront the issue. I'm just saying you have someone help you. Because we're on a team. We're on a team. So if you're here tonight and you need special prayer, we're going to pray for you. But if you're here tonight and you just say, I want to be in the game. I want you to find yourself a place to pray, whether it be at your seat or I would love for you to come to these altars because these altars are not a place of weakness, as Pastor says. This altar is a place of strength. This altar is a place of strength. Okay? So I'm going to ask you to come. These altars are open. I've kept you long enough tonight. But come. Come find yourself a place to pray. Come find yourself a place to say, God, I want to be in the game. I want to have the uniform on. I want, I want to have the whole armor of God on. I want to have everything you have for me. So come. If you have nothing to pray about, I don't believe you. Either we all have something to pray about. So come. If you want to pray at your seat, that's fine. If you need special prayer, we'll pray with you. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. Hey everybody, Pastor Ron. I pray that today's message and program has been just a great blessing to you. And I just... Uh, I'm so thankful that we had the privilege to come into your home today or wherever you may be watching. I would encourage you to uh, continue to follow us. We're on all of the major social media platforms. Uh, we have podcasts that you can follow us with. I would encourage you to reach out to us and let us know. Our information's on the screen. And uh, if we've been a blessing to you, please contact us. Let us know. And we look forward to sharing the word of the Lord with you again uh, next time. God bless you. We'll see you soon.